And we are live. Okay, beautiful. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, looking down at my subscriptions. And so what is this show going to be called? Obviously, it's called 1% Better. Just want to uh, go back and answer your questions live. And anything that you have in regards to health, wealth, love, happiness, relationships, um, you know, for me, it's, I see an area that I want to improve on. Like right now, it's emotions. You know, as a guy, we're, even as a girl, you know, most guys, we're not in touch with our emotions, you know, and we get that from masculinity and things like that. Lewis House has his new book out there called something about mask or, you know, un doing the mask or whatever the case is. But for me is I thought I was my emotions. I thought I was my, my feelings and my brain and my thoughts and things like that. And then you start removing yourself when you start meditating. You start removing yourself and you say, I'm not my thoughts, I'm not my feelings, I'm not my pains or my hurt or my fear. Those are just things that are just manifested in our brain. Then we come along to emotions where emotions, it could be fear, anger, jealousy, you know, these are big emotions that if we just keep on thinking about it, we're never going to move beyond it. So someone like myself, I just want to pop back into the live stream in case you guys have any questions, is that you, we're going to have, first of all, just a little housekeeping is, is that we're going to have two shows. We're going to have 1% Better, which is I take all of your questions, I just make it a little bit better, or you add something and then we just banter back and forth. So that's going to be more of like a volley, a back and forth. And the second one is going to be the Charles Botenston Show. The Charles Botenston Show is essentially going to be going over one topic. And listen, we might combine it and just do one big show or whatever the case is or just go live. I don't really care. Hashtag 1% better. So I would say one of the biggest things on leaving a question is that you give a little backstory and then you answer the question. So... We have uh, one person watching right now, which is great. So I'm going to get into the questions. Number one, Tony Salmon said, what motivates me every day? So this is actually from my last live stream. He said, what motivates me every day is getting closer to my goal of being able to move out of my mom and dad's house and quit my nine to five job. Wow, I would say that's a pretty big motivation. And I'll just relay a little story onto that is that I had a, I lived on the fifth floor of a walk up in Hell's Kitchen. I was paying probably $1,300 a month, which, you know, was seemed like a lot, but I was 27 or 26 at the time in New York City. You should be doing better at that time or, you know, just in life. You know, I saw all of my friends, they were making a lot of money. Fifth floor of a walk up. Four people that didn't know each other, we all met on Craigslist. My motivation was I needed to get out of there. I needed to move downtown. I needed to just have my life together. And when I came home and there were some people, you know, out of four of us, some of us were doing good, some of us weren't doing good, you know, just we all had our different priorities, nothing bad against them. And that's what I always say. Even in a relationship, you know, people talk about it. They're like, well, you know, and they just start trashing them. Um, I, I, you know, unless they did something bad or illegal or moral or, or, or un immoral or unethical, it's like they're on their path. You know, I, perfect example is that the girl that I broke up with two, three years ago now, she moved back home to, not into her house because she was doing pretty well. She was actually doing better than me financially. But she moved back to Miami or around there, Fort Lauderdale, Delray Beach, Boca Raton. They're all the same thing to me now. And she got married about a year and a half, two years later. You know, her priority was, I want to get married. I want to have a house and kids. And, and she's, you know, she just had her first, uh, first baby. That was her path. All right. So 
you, like I never actually fault anyone for their path. You know, that, that's the way that it comes down to. So he says, what motivates me every day is getting closer to my goal of being able to move out of my mom and dad's house and quit my nine to five job. That is awesome. Which he continues, Tony continues, which requires me to be there at a certain time. In other words, I have no control over it. Um, it's not about the money, but about the freedom. So in other words, he wants to quit his nine to five job to have more freedom. Um, okay, so we're just gonna go over that real quick. You're not gonna quit your nine to five job to have more freedom, okay? It just, that just doesn't happen, okay? You're, when you quit your nine to five job, you have less freedom, okay? You now become your own boss. You now, no one's telling you what to do. Nine to five, they say, do this project or do this, whatever, be at this meeting, you have to be here at this time, you have to dress this way, and they legally can do that. When you're an entrepreneur or you're a solo contractor or you're an LLC, which I am, no one is telling me at 11.46 a.m. on a Sunday, which it is right now, to go Facebook Live, or I'm sorry, YouTube Live, to answer questions. Meanwhile, I know everyone that's watching or everyone that's gonna see this afterwards is gonna be like, oh, okay, this is called building your audience. This is called building your brand. This is, this is called getting 1% better for myself is that things that I think about that are just re, that are rehashing are getting neural translated in, in dendrites. Okay, so let's just go over this real quick. You learn something, you're probably gonna forget about it. If you learn something and then you use it, you may remember it, but if you, learn something, you use it, and then you, the next day you use it, and then the next day you use it. In other words, that could be going to the gym, that could be choosing salad, that could be saying I love you, that could be nutrition, thinking, meditating, saving money, whatever the case is. Your dendrites, essentially, that's what a habit is, a habit is. Okay, so let's go over that real quick, is that when you have a habit, let's, let's really dial this one in, just make sure that we're, we're good to go, is that when you have a habit, your, your dendrites in your brain are neurally just connected. So, and the reason being is that you, your brain, you want habits to be easy. Because if you had a habit of not remembering how to walk or communicate or to think or to remember, then there would be neural, no neural connections in your brain. It would be like this. And they would have to make synaptic connections between each other. But as it becomes a habit, that's why it's so hard to, as Lincoln Park says, break a habit. It's really hard to break a habit because your brain is so connected in that area. This is your brain for walking, okay, and communicating in whatever language you speak. This is your brain and your dendrites and they're essentially just like this. But say you had a connection of being negative or cursing or waking up late and you wanted to break that, you'd literally have to pull apart the connection so then it turns around and then it makes new connections. It's not easy, okay? It takes some time. So going back into the question, he says, I used to tell myself that I can't do stuff do, or I can't do stuff due to work like most people. But then I had a brainwave out of nowhere and now he blah, blah, blah. So he, essentially he talks about going into guitar lessons weekly. So essentially it sounds like that you want to go into say music, all right? I can't stress this enough is that you don't do what I did, okay? What I did was I literally just quit my nine to five job. I had, I think about two months of income some saved up, two, two, two and a half, three months of income saved up and uh, I had to sur just survive or I had to move home with my parents, okay? 
that would have been nice embarrassing at age 24, 25, which isn't a big deal. I did it after that. Not No one actually knows that. This is the first time I'm publicly saying it. There was a time between uh, probably about two and a half, three years ago, I had to go home for a month while I found another apartment. And that motivation of just saying, I never want to go out on my own and be financially just so insecure that I need to be staying at home. That's my motivation. So when someone has, you need motivation somewhere. There needs to be an external motivation. This is what I talked about last time. An external motivation is an accountability partner, a coach, your kids, your spouse, your friends, your family. An accountability partner is someone that, say you're dating them and they're just, they're, they're crushing it in one area. The girl that I was dating, everyone that I dated at one time, I always just wanted to take something, not take, but just borrow something that they're really good at. So the, say in college, I just wanted to make sure that the live stream was still good, is the, she was really socially acute to everyone. Everyone loved her. She was the captain of her cheerleading team. I was shocked that she actually liked me so much so that I was like, no, I don't think so. I think everyone's just pulling my leg and just fucking with me because she was so attractive. Everyone had a date her and then someone came up to me and like, by the way, Charlotte likes you. I was like, nah, because I was so insecure at the time. I was like, there's no way someone that has just tons of options, guys that are, you know, bigger and stronger, better looking. This is this is at the time where I had a, a fixed mindset. You know, if, if you don't know anything about fixed and growth mindset, go read Carol Dweck's book called the ba 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 ba. Carol Dweck, just look her up, D-W-E-C-K-E-R, Carol Dweck, fixed and growth mindset, that's essentially what the, the two mindsets are. So he continues on, you need to first have motivation because my insecure motivations, you know, it could be from childhood, you know, why are most bodybuilders short? You'll meet someone and they're short. Most comedians had a really tough childhood. So much so that what's his name from that great movie just killed himself. You know, that's that's terrible. Robin Williams killed himself because he still he still wanted that significance that to make people happy. He always he only wanted to do that for other people. He, that was his cause, that was his motivation. But so much so he never looked inside on himself. He never fulfilled himself inside. His glass was brimming over the top for other people, but it was nothing for himself. He was empty inside. There was two you know, it's really, really sad. Someone says, you never know. Uh, Chester Bennington, I think is his name, the, the front man for Linkin Park, a band that I absolutely love. You know, I never saw him in concert, but I love their music. And he killed himself. And there was an actual six days before he killed himself, he was on carpool with whatever that guy is out in LA and he has that great show and, it was, and he was carpooling around. You would never know. You would never know that he was sad inside. That's what's insane. And his best friend, Chris something from another band three months earlier killed himself. So your motivation has to be beyond themselves, especially now. I'll get into this. I haven't really publicly talked about this, but it's something that I've kind of been brewing around. Before I actually speak about something, I, I, I want to brew it around my head for maybe a couple of weeks or a couple of months. And this is one of the things, because when I say it, people are going to push back on me. And I don't want people to push back on me. It's cool. I, I just want them to essentially just tell me the way that they thought. Hey, what's up, Adam and Clark? Uh, thank you for the questions. I'll get back to that in a second. Listen, when... Life becomes so easy, and this is gonna get dead, dead fucking serious for a second. When life becomes so easy, 
women, and we're going to go tribalism. We're going to go ancestral. Not ancestral, but ancestral. Okay, back in the day, before there were communities over 250 people, and we all lived in a hut, and we were all dying of malnutrition, of war and battle, and all these other just shit that we can't even fathom right now. Fathom. Cold. The cold would kill us, the heat would kill us, dehydration. Just think of all the things. We would have sex and maybe we would die because the other woman had an STD, but we didn't even know what that was when it was, it was just pure primal survivor. Sur survival. Think back to that time. The woman had a mission to get the best spouse to protect for her and her offspring, okay? to protect the tribe that she was in, to keep the tribe going, to keep the community going. That was her main mission. So she put on top of that a jawline, strength, masculinity, leadership. She put that on a pedestal. So a guy would have to say, okay, for me to spread my seed, to, to continue the world, I would need to actually live up to this leadership, to this strength, to this survival, to go out, bring prey and water back for my family. And she, as my whatever, because there was no marriage at the time, there, as my spouse or whatever, whatever, as my partner, would I would come back and she would tell me, the good, the bad of what's going on, the drama in the community. That's why women are hardwired for socializing. Men are hardwired for just a mission. They're, they don't care about that because that's how we needed to go through life. And when men start losing that vision, that focus, that, that path, as David Data in The Way of the Superior Man, once they start losing that, you're fucked. And you start seeing that. Military guys, I'm a huge supporter of the military. I, I'm just gracefully blessed of everything that happened back in the day and today of just, you know, 1776, you know, just, you know, the Civil War, things like that. World War I, World War II, that's insane. My uncle was in Vietnam. Uh, he came back, alcoholism and things like that, ended up dying. So I understand when you come back, you are, people tell you what to do. This is your mission. This is how you get there. Here's your training. Go do it. Execute. That's what it is. And that's what men are really good at. We're just, okay, here it is. Let's work together. That's our mission. Let's make it happen. Then they come back from overseas and then there's no one telling them what to do. There's no be here at this time. Here's the mission. And then you lose that path. You lose that vision. You, you lose that focus. And it's just so hard to see that in someone when they lose that faith i'll go even deeper is that the book on when when you retire there there's a study that was done many 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 years ago probably decades ago about when people retire and this is before the life expectancy i think it's at 79 but back in the day it was 67 that's why retirement is 65 because they said okay your golden years are going to be like two years okay you're going to retire and then you're going to die Okay, but they actually started looking at it and they said, there's, there's this community, I think it's in Italy or Greece, one of, the, one of the Mediterranean countries, and they don't have a retirement, they just work. And there's people that are in their 80s, 90s, and they just live, they don't have back pain, they don't, because they don't have this, this, this aging, aging mentality. I'm not saying that we don't age, by the way, age is a, 
like any word, we just put meaning to that word. So disease, when I say that, there's meaning towards that, okay? So there is no aging, they just work. They just work, 70s, 80s, 90s, they just work. Okay, maybe they can't haul lumber, maybe they can't go out into the fields and pick grapes and berries, and they can't squash it and cut up meat and cheese and things like that. Maybe they can't do that, maybe their children are doing it. But what they notice is that they're happier because they're using their community. They are still, they're, they're not archaic, they're not back in the day, but they're, they still have the community mentality and they don't have a retirement age. They're not working for money, they're working to live. That's what's important, they're working to live. Okay, now we're so far advanced, it's so easy, stay with me, it's so easy and I know in your mind you're saying, Charles, you don't know how hard it is. I understand, but someone looks at you and they look at you as blessed. Imagine back in the day when you're shivering, it's 50 degrees out, so it's not that bad, but sometime this week it's gonna hit 40 degrees. We didn't have indoors, we didn't have housing, we didn't have plumbing, we didn't have heat, we didn't have somewhere that you can go inside, we didn't have, you know, places where you can go if you're homeless to be in within a shelter. We didn't have churches that gave that give out money and soup kitchens that give out food and warmth and clothing. There's a clothing drive. There's a coat drive going on. So imagine that we're all there. We're all equal. Back in the day, there was a mission to survive. There was a mission for everyone. The man went out to hunt and to protect. The woman was there to take care of the family and to understand the, the community drama so that when the husband comes back, she knew that there was maybe uh, someone came while he was gone and there's a, there's a tribe that came and they, they want to trade or they want to negotiate or they're going to go to war or someone was talking shit about him and his leadership is now in jeopardy, okay? So we have to understand that. We have to embrace that. Men that become feminine or women that become masculine, and I'm talking about in heterosexual and in about 95% of the time, we have to understand is that it's good. It's good. I love feminine women. They are beautiful. I, they like, I, I just think, how, do they, how are they so free and open or able to do the things they are able to do? Communicate and see things that I don't see. I wish I had that ability. Embrace that. Or men. Embrace your, your, your masculinity, your leadership. Women love that. And men, we love feminine women, okay? And I know I went on the, a tangent on that, but for men, I, I see it. When you lose that mission, that, that drive, that motivation, you lose everything. You lose everything. You know, you then look for outlets for your mission. An outlet is alcoholism. Nowadays, it's your cell phone. Nowadays, it's TV. Nowadays, it's football. And I'm not saying it's bad for escapism. Gary Vaynerchuk calls it escapism. That's not bad, okay? That's not bad. But when you rely on that and you rely as that is my crutch to living, that's where it's not good, okay? And women, this happens with you as well, is that you say, you know what? There's no guys out there to date or there's, there, you know what? My mission is I got to wake up and go to work or whoever. Now I'm just talking to the general population, not even men, women and whatever. And, and obviously homosexual relationships. I live in New York City. A lot of my clients are gay. There's obviously, there has to be a dichotomy. I thought I wanted a very alpha female. I know this is a, uh, a total just rant about meaningless bullshit on a question that I got before. However, you have to understand that this is things that you have to think about. 
And you can't think about this watching TV. You can only think about this through education, through time, without your headphones in. This is through meditation. This is through just Brian Johnson. Okay, I can t I, I'm not gonna give you the password and, and username of mine, but Brian Johnson, it, 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 how much do you spend on coffee? Just don't buy two lattes or make more money, whatever the case is. Do a side hustle to, to go into brianjohnson.me. Brian Johnson is a uh, philosopher, if, if, if he wants to be regarded as that in today's day and age. This guy reads probably two or three books a day, and he's living what he preaches. And he just came out with something, there is, it was either journal, and he calls it the master class. And the master class, and it was a true master class. I don't like people that call master classes. I went to Ryan Serhan's master class yesterday, and it was not a master class. Ryan Serhan is on Million Dollar Listing. Nothing against him, but it was not a master class. Okay, he called it a master class, not a master class. But Brian Johnson is an absolute incredible person. And go watch his YouTube videos. Obviously, those are all for free. Join his website. I paid the forever membership back in the day, and I am so grateful I am beyond. But he brought up people way smarter than all of us, Ben Franklin, Edgar Allan Poe, just all the brilliant, uh, I forgot who else he brought up, they, would, they knew what time it was because every single day, every single day at 12 o'clock, they would go out, they would go for a walk, and they knew it was 12 o'clock because every single day he did at the time. They didn't have watches and they would look at this, this sky and everything like that, but they knew that whatever time it was because he walked by their house and he contemplated, he contemplated the good, the bad. What about my day? What went right? What went wrong? I do that about relationships. So when people say, and what got me on this whole thing is, is the question going back to Tony Salmon. Tony, Tony Salmon, thank you so much for your, your question because obviously this is not only going to help us, this is why you guys have to leave questions is because there are things in my brain that I would never have thought about that, that like Brian Johnson. So he said, you can't contemplate with something, you can't contemplate passively, okay? So what is a passive contemplation? A passive contemplation is watching someone else, a YouTube video, uh, music, you know, things like that, where, where you're, you're passively contemplating. Passively is where things are coming to you. In other words, you're being talked to. However, when you are actively contemplating, that is going for a walk, that is meditating, that is sitting alone with your thoughts. Sitting alone with your thoughts. That's why we're not able to do the things we want to do is because we can't sit alone with our thoughts. That's the whole thing. That's escapism. Why go into an elevator and pull your phone out? Because you can't sit alone in an elevator for 10 seconds. I myself, I revel in the, the way that meditation was able to not, not only save me, I just want to make sure that everything's good. I haven't even looked at the, the YouTube stream. Okay, I'm assuming it's all good. I haven't looked at the comments. Sorry about that. But I revel in that I can get on an elevator, packed elevator, go to the back of the elevator because I let women out, of course, before me. I usually let everyone else out before me, but I go in the back and I look around and I look at the elevator all around me. I'm like in the middle and then all around me and I look at who goes to their cell phone first. And there's obviously times that I enter the elevator and I have to send out an email or make a call or a task and I'm not talking about that all the time, but I like to just take a general just awareness. If I have nothing to do, awareness on 
the dress of that person, the judgment of that person, the confidence, the stature, man or woman, it doesn't matter. If you can get onto an elevator and ride that down in your thoughts and be fine with your thoughts, highly recommend, I think I have it over there. I may have it over there. There's two books by Michael A. Singer. Both of the books are absolutely incredible. Number one is the da -da 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 Untethered Soul, and the other one is, I forgot them, but look them up. If you really want to just have your mind blown, it's he did an incredible interview with Oprah, Michael A. Singer. He's an author, and he, he was the one that essentially said, all the things that are traveling above you are just, you can either accept them or just know it's a thought passing. Your girlfriend doesn't text you back. I, I'll give you an example. Three girls' numbers I got over this weekend, not one of them has texted me back. What can I think? It was me, it was them, we were, you know, we had a good time out at the bar, maybe they just don't remember me, whatever. I could either say, I can either accept it as the extreme, girls don't like me, I'm never gonna, I'm not, I'm not dateable, I could go to the extreme, or I could say, okay, maybe it didn't work out. But you always have to have an abundance mentality, an abundance mentality that there will be another girl that comes into my life if you are single. Or if you have a, a big fight, your abundance mentality says, okay, you know what? I just had a big fight with my spouse or my partner. There will be a better time in the future. An abundance mentality doesn't mean like physical things that you can touch or money. An abundance mentality means things will get better, okay? What I learned this year is that really what you want to get the, the title of the show is 1% Better, hashtag 1% Better. I'm going to hopefully, you know, brand all these things in, in, the, in the future, you know, 1percentbetter.com, or you can steal it right now and, you know, I'll buy it from you. You know, that's very entrepreneurial. So 1% Better means that you, you're in a situation. Here's the example. Three girls text, or I get their number, get their numbers. I just, I literally just look at them. I say, should we do... And they know what I'm talking about. We should, should we exchange contact information? Back in the day, it used to be like, what's your number? <laughs> Making fun of myself. I could either say, okay, or you could say all girls are bitches, they drunk girls, da -da -da. You can always, you know, have the external excuse, which is an external locus of control, or you could say an internal locus of control. You could look those up and dive. I, I haven't fully grasped all the concepts, but internal locus control means that you literally, and I'll go into something a little bit deeper after this, you literally have control over everything. That all of the circumstances that happen in your life, you have control over that. Jocko Willick, I already brought it up, extreme ownership, and I'll take it a little bit further. Tom Bayou, Bill, Bayou, Bayou, I don't know his last name, but he has a impact theory. Is his, He just reached 100,000, I think on Instagram. Was it on Instagram? Or maybe subscribers on YouTube. Congratulations, Tom. He, of course, he's probably not looking at this. I shouldn't say of course, so see that? Catch yourself when you say negative things and then just say, no, 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 he might be watching this. But he says he has such extreme ownership that he literally, <laughs> he says if he's sleeping, and something, and a meteor comes down and he just blows through his house and, he, and it kills his wife while he's away on a speaking engagement, he would take extreme ownership and say, that is my fault, okay? So you could either say that's crazy or anything else, or, or, or you could say, why does he think that? Why? I wonder. That's curiosity. That's philosophizing. That is 
taking in an idea and say, why does that person, instead of judging it and say, that doesn't jive with what I think, that's where a growth mentality, that's where an internal locus of control comes over. You say, okay, huh, I wonder why he believes that. And then he went on to explain and say, wow, that's an interesting, he said, well, I chose to make a lot of money. I then chose to live in a neighborhood which is wealthy, that I can afford. I chose that house. That house I chose to live in. I chose to live in that bedroom. I chose to put my bed in that area. I chose all those things. That's extreme ownership, okay? So going along that path is if you choose to do something, that means you have an internal locus of control. If you choose to believe that things on the outside, the environment, uh, these girls not texting you back, anything, that means you have an external locus of control. So we're gonna bang into a couple of these questions. Wow, okay, so thank you for everyone that's uh, left all these questions. We have six people watching, how's it going? Thank you very much. We'll start at the top, Adam Coster. What are your thoughts on veganism? I tried it for a week and had an amazing energy and mental clarity. Listen, that's one of the things I, I was at, where was I? And they were talking about, oh, Tom Ferry. Tom Ferry is a real estate coach in California. Thank you very much on that needed five seconds of water. I, I don't even know how long we've been going. However, what I could talk about is that uh, veganism, okay, so back in the day, the reason that we have jaw lines so small and our brains are so big is that we found out that if we cooked meat, instead of eating it raw, because raw, obviously, it, a lot of shit happens on there, but if you actually cook the meat, that it provides way more energy, way more fat, which is good, good fat in there that can make our brains and energy explode instead of eating a whole bushel of, say, plant-based anything. You know, that's why we love sugar. But that's fructose. Fructose is the sugar within strawberries and watermelons and, and melons and whatever in fruit. You know, fructose, fructose, fruit, blah, blah, blah. And then you have sucrose and a bunch of other bullshit Croses that are out there, you know, high fructose corn syrup is the worst thing that you could do. Watch that sugar movie, and I'll talk about that because it has to do with veganism. Try it out. So going back to what I was talking about with Tom Ferry, Tom Ferry said that you have to fail a lot. You have to, he has a sign in his office, we're gonna have a sign in my office. It says, always be testing. Always be testing. Always test things, test, I went a week without milk, having any milk or any dairy or anything like that, and my skin cleared up, and I was like, well, maybe it was the milk. So what did I do? I then started drinking milk again, and then I started breaking out in pimples and acne, and I was like, wow. I was like, okay, so what did I do? I eliminated, and cheese gives me gas, so I'm like, well, cheese gives me gas, milk makes me break out, I'm gonna avoid even milk when I put in coffee, so now when I have black coffee, I, I just have the black coffee. You should have it out of a straw so it doesn't yellow your teeth. And I had it this morning. I was like, should I go with the milk? Should I not go with the milk? I know the milk tastes better, but think about also just milk in general and I'll get into veganism. I had my first steak on Friday. Actually, we'll continue with the milk. Is that we're having a, we're having milk, milk from, it's from another animal we are animals, another animal, and it's only meant for their young, okay? And when do we have milk? When we are young, okay? So we're an adult having another animal's milk, okay? Just think about that for a second. Going into veganism, I had my first steak in probably, my first meat 
experience. I don't like it because I know what they do, okay? They, they fatten it up, and especially we're going right into Thanksgiving right now, and it's just, I, I don't recommend having too much. Maybe you have like one or two pieces. The reason being, just look up all the shit that they eat. They should have been only grass-fed cows. Now they eat so much bullshit you know, and then they inject it with hormones. They, uh, the corn that they eat, they're not supposed to be eating corn, but corn fattens them up. And then where do they get that corn? Because it's cheap, it's inexpensive, it fattens up the cow or the turkey or the, the chicken or whatever. You can see where they are. They're in these, these huts and then the animal's stressed out. They release those hormones of cortisol and everything throughout your, their flesh. So they're literally, that's why when they look at like a healthy organ or a healthy brain or things like that, there's a difference between a healthy brain or someone that continuously reads dementia going into a later age, someone that actually does crossword puzzles or thinks or tries a new hobby or a new language or brushes their, their teeth with their opposite hand or something like that or they drive different to work. You're making new neural connections through your brain, new dendrites. And then you have myelin. Myelin is the white stuff over your brain. That solidifies. They have brains of older people and they, they cut it open and they dedicate their brain to science and there's a massive difference between the people that have dementia, the people, so dementia, I was talking about actually retiring, uh, whoa, it's crazy. I don't really want to retire. It's not like I want to work forever, but I, if you don't have a mission of going to work, of leaving a legacy, of speaking, of talking, or anything like that, look at Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy, he's not really a motivational speaker, but the guy's, I think it is 70s or 80s. Look at Brian, uh, Bob Proctor. Bob Proctor is 81 or 82 years old. This guy is sharp as a tack. He looks amazing, full head of hair, still still talk. He, he's out doing Facebook Lives. He's speaking incredibly. Look him up, Bob Proctor. Think and Grow Rich is obviously his whole jam. So I don't really like it unless it's really clean meat. You know, the, the clean meat is, it's, it's, cage, it's cage free, it's out in the wild, it's eating grass, it, there's no hormones, there's, there's nothing in, just, just look it up. I'm a fan of it. And obviously that's the thing, Adam, you just had energy and mental clarity. Of course, that's amazing. Uh, Clark Bolding, longtime subscriber. How you doing, my man? Uh, appreciate for the question. What first brought you to New York City? So I grew up on Long Island, which is, you know, my mom grew up in Queens, my dad grew up in Chicago, and my mom is, you know, we, we came from a, a family of firefighters, uh, a lineage of people that didn't really have a lot of money, firefighters, cops, you know, just Irish, you know, just people that beat each other up and drank and things like that, which, you know, obviously now I'm trying to break out of the mold. It's like, oh, that's fun and everything. But I don't really drink that much anymore. When I drink, I drink. And I go, you know, I need to calm that down. But I'll drink once a week, maybe. Not even. Like once every two weeks. Because my mission is very clear. My motivation is very clear. So I want to build a legacy. I want to build a brand. I want to give back in as many ways as I can. Through education, through training, through reading. Just just live out my potential. Okay? So what first brought you to New York City? You know, I, I go other places and I notice that I, I can't live there because I am in a car. I love the hustle and bustle. I love just New York. I love the really bad things about it. I love the cold weather. I love the smell. I love the trash. I love how hot it gets. I love people. I love the homeless people. I, I just love all of it. I really do. I love the homeless people because they're hustling. They're, it's not easy to be homeless in New York City. It's easy to be homeless in Venice Beach, California, because you can live outside. But once it starts getting cold in New York City, it's not easy. You're, you gotta hustle to get your food and your money in New York City, and it's expensive. So it's like, you know, Frank Sinatra said it back in the day. He grew up right over the, the water, right over the Hudson River in, I think, Hoboken. 
Hoboken, by the way, as a little fun fact, that's where Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton, and obviously Hamilton is from the, the very famous play, Hamilton and Aaron Burr, they had their, their shootout, their famous shootout in, uh, was it Hoboken? I don't know. But Hoboken was also the birthplace of baseball and Frank Sinatra, but Frank Sinatra said, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. So when someone says, can you do entrepreneurship anywhere? Yeah, you know, on your computer. But if you go to a big city, and I also like the women here because they're driven and they're just very attractive. You know, I just, I just like the mindset. Back in the day, I liked Miami girls because they're tan and they're sexy and they're just sexy. Uh, I liked LA girls because they really took care of themselves and each place has their own, you know, jiving. But as I got older, I understand, I understand now is that I don't really relate to them on an intellectual basis. So in New York City, I love a woman that reads, takes care of herself, she's at the gym, and she's at the gym early when you could easily stay in bed when it's 39 degrees or when it gets into the teens. So moving on, we have uh, Margin Flores Smith. Uh, Charles loves his morning routine. My first good habit was not snoozing. Very good habit. There's actually an app out there. I don't know the name of it, but someone was talking about it. Is that if you snooze your alarm, actually there's two, two ways to think about it. Is that if you snooze your alarm, it's connected to an app that then donates money to a charity that you like. But I, I think it should donate to a charity you don't like. So if you're a Republican, it goes to Hillary Clinton. If you're a Democrat, it goes to Donald Trump. I had to think about it because I don't really follow politics that much. Adam Koster, same here. It seems like veganism is inevitable for my self-development journey. You don't have to go veganism. Like I said, you know, there's three three things. Someone actually mentioned that they called it the white devil. I was like, well, I think you should, you know, really think about that a little bit different, <laughs> branded a little bit different. But the three white devils, that's the way he said it. So number one is white sugar, white flour. So any kind of flour, any kind of bread. And the other one was milk and you know cheese and dairy and things like that so he called it the three devils obviously sugar is the first thing out of all those things i highly recommend taking at way out of your life for your teeth your mental clarity it rips up your gut it feeds into cancer cells it feeds into the the bacteria bacteria in your stomach which means that you can't then you're you can't actually digest food as good and as much it eats away at your liver it's just the worst thing sugar back in the day was good because it was fruit and melons and things like that now nowadays they have it where they literally boil down a piece of cane sugar and they boil it to just the liquid of just the sugar and that's the thing is that when you, i think it was a teaspoon of high fructose corn syrup was like three cane sugar like three pieces of cane sugar and the reason being is that within cane sugar, there's fiber. Fiber is what actually fills you up when you eat. Continuing on. All right, I started getting serious about self, self-help thanks to Charles. Good to hear, buddy. Listen, it, it wasn't cool, okay? When I started, people made fun of me. They said, oh, you're going to that big tooth guy that has a, uses rope to actually floss, Tony Robbins. And I still get made fun of it, you know, because just, in New York City, it's not cool. In LA, it's a little bit cooler. Miami is a little bit cooler because of the, the whole lifestyle and things that, that, there's really not a lot of people that I know in New York City. So when Tony Robbins comes to town, I love meeting people from New York City that are actually reading or things like that. And what I've noticed is that as I put out more, I'm connecting with people. I was just at a coffee shop downstairs, downstairs downtown with my sister, right where I live and she said, you have to go to this coffee shop, talk about new experiences, you have to go to this coffee shop. She let, she met, this is actually a funny story. <laughs> 
she was there and she was talking to the guy to her left and to the right he was a comedian the guy to, to her left and i wasn't there at the time this is about a week and a half ago and she's talking to talking to this guy and she said she's starting her own company I highly recommend you follow my sister at boats on the go at b-o-t-e-s on the go Boats is obviously Boat and Stin, but Boats on the Go, she gets paid to travel. She has this awesome Instagram. Highly recommend checking her out. However, she's talking to this guy and she's talking, you know, I got to start a website and everything else. And this guy, oh, I started a really popular website. She said, oh, can you develop it? Well, I, get, I don't really develop websites. And she goes, oh, okay, you know, do you know anyone? She go, and he, you know, gives her advice. Then he walks off. The guy to her right is laughing. He goes, do you know who that was? And she goes, no, a guy that develops website. He goes, yeah, that's Craig's. That's Craig. She goes, oh, okay, Craig what? And he goes, Craig, I think it was Craig Newark, the guy that started Craigslist, uh, multi-billionaire. Oh, okay. I just asked, my sister's like, I just asked Craig from Craigslist to build me a website. So it's funny to think about that. But when I was downtown, I don't even know where I was going with that. But I, I highly recommend that you, oh, so there was a guy there and he had the book. I have it over there. I'm looking over here, which is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. If you don't want to buy the book, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, then you, an incredible book. And I saw it and I was talking with this guy about it and I started bringing up other people. And what I noticed is that I'm so far advanced in the book genre because I'm 12, 11 years in that I'll, I'll say people that maybe you should have heard about Ryan Holiday. Obviously he has a ton of books out there. Brian Green, not Brian Green. What's the other guy? Brian something, 48 Laws of Power and 50... 50th law or 49, whatever the heck it is. Anyway, uh, Amin Garbari, what's up, man? How you doing that? Uh, invest in yourself in libraries. Agreed. Chris L., do you still eat oatmeal for breakfast and salads for lunch and dinner, Charles? What is in those salads? Leaves alone isn't enough calories to get organic. Um, all right, so Chris L., I think it's Chris London, maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of Chris's that are on here. How's it going? Longtime subscriber. I think he shot me an email as well. We went back. Robert Green. There you go. Thank you, Chris. So Robert Green. Yeah, I think I actually said Brian Green. You should go on and watch Brian Green's PBS special because I'll just go into this a little bit. Um, just to blow your mind for like 20 seconds it has nothing to do with self-development. But if you go into physics of how the world is right now, you are literally taking in language through wires, through a satellite, wherever you are, through ones and O's, by the way, go into that. I forgot the name of it. The guy that invented the ones and O's. Oh, I just saw a documentary about it. He went to, he was in the late 1800s, but he was the first one to say, let's, let's simplify this to ones and O's. And, uh, oh, Brian Greene, physicist. So everything, if we go back all the way back and, you know, the Big Bang, if you want to think about that creationism? I never judge anything. You know, if you really start going back into it, you have to really just think about where space came from. What was here before space? What the universe and things like that. If everything came from molecules, like hydrogen, nitrogen, hydrogen, uh, you know, what are the other ones? Oxygen, whatever everything came from, carbon, just four or five, and they just exploded. I guess that's what the theory is, the Big Bang Theory. They all exploded, and then from there, just expanded over billions of years, 10 billion years, or whatever the case is. Everything came from there? That's insane. Our bodies, our minds, uh, our consciousness. Yeah, just, just look into a little of that, Brian Green. All right, so Chris, yes, for breakfast. The reason being is that, you know, what's his name? 
had a Facebook post a couple of months, uh, actually a couple of years ago now, what's his name? Zucks, Mark Zuckerberg, and he talked about, he took a picture of his closet and his closet literally had the exact same clothes. T-shirt, pants, shoes. T-shirt, exact same t-shirt, pants, clothes, uh, shoes. Exact same thing, and he, and he took a picture and he said, what should I wear today? And it was the exact same thing. Why? Why does Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, why do they not care about what they think, or what, why do they care, why do they not care about what they wear? Uh, number one is they don't want to make decisions on what they wear. And number two is they, they want to have that as a habit where they just go in, they pull out the same clothes because they want to have the other things, the tough decisions like business decisions, the visionaries, management, leadership. They want to have those things as their top priority. So for me, I wake up at the same time. I do the exact same thing every single day. I put out uh, my clothes the night before. I do the exact, I put them in the exact same area. So I just, I, it, it's just, I just do it. I just do it. That's what I do. I have the exact same routine. So for me is I get the same exact oatmeal with nuts. So it has two nuts in there. Nuts have fat, which is really good. So it's, it's almonds and walnuts in oatmeal. Sometimes if I have a ridiculous class in the morning, I have a bar of nuts. I, I, it's very organic and healthy and, and things like that. And that gives me the energy. Because by the way, when I come to work, I start making phone calls. So you have to be on. And then for lunch, within the salad, obviously it's not just it's not just lettuce. If you want to go on, I don't know exactly. It has, you know, tomatoes, black beans, tortilla chips, which obviously isn't the healthiest, but you know what? Tortilla chips gives me the carbs for energy. It's not healthy carbs, but it's still carbs that takes me into the afternoon. I I really do it. I now am in such a good zone health-wise in nutrition and fitness that I have so much energy right now. Like I've been talking for 45 minutes. It's 12.27. I actually just started the live. So why am I doing this? Okay, let's just think about this for a second. Why do you do anything? You have to do it for an ulterior motive, usually in a good way. If you're doing some, something to make someone jealous or to just be a dick, then obviously that's not a good way to do it. But my ulterior motive knows that at one time, it's 45 minutes in, I'm gonna have to be on for at least 45 minutes doing a speech or a Q&A or a book signing or a book deal. This is not for now. This is for me being able to riff live to you guys, answer your questions, and in the future be able to do this for another, say, hour and a half. You know, because this is, I looked at a speaker, I remember, this is what you have to think about, is that you have to look at an, a, a situation and say, okay, what are they doing right, what are they doing wrong? Okay, number one is, what are they doing right? Gary Vaynerchuk is always on. And he said, for me to always be on, I have to get my health in order, okay? I can't just get my health in order, I need to pay someone to get my health in order, okay? If you can't afford it, like me, you have to, you have to hold yourself accountable, okay? So he said, I need to be held accountable, he brought someone on, and now he has his health handled. I looked at him because I've seen him speak multiple times now, I've met him, you know, probably two or three times, and the guy is on. He like looks at you, he's so present. So I, I took away, I said, okay, for him to be present, that means he took, and he's 42, turning 43, or 41, turning 42. But he said, okay, for me to get me really dialed in right now, I need to get my health in order. So I looked at it and I said, he just spoke for 45 minutes, then he did about 15, 20 minutes of Q&A, so that's an hour. By the way, when you're public speaking, that's a lot harder than Q&A, because public speaking, you're just doing what I'm doing right now, which is riffing, you're just, you're just blah. Okay, I highly recommend everyone to go live because 
for you to get into self-development, you have to take action. You have to be unfearful, okay? What I did for 10 years was essentially just learn. And I took no action. I just learned. That's it. That's all I did. All, for 10 years of my life, I just learned, okay? That's not the right way to do it. Gary just took action, okay? Do I recommend that? I recommend a combination of both, okay? Now I, I say, okay, here's my vision. How do I get there? Okay, I want to talk for an hour and then you do Q&A for 15 minutes and then he did almost another hour of pictures, which means he also had to be on. He had to be on for two, on, on, like looking at the someone for two hours of his life. And then be on because when he, when he went back to this thing, he probably had calls for from VaynerMedia and things like that. So going into that, I don't even know where that came from. So yes, I I am in such, I listen, when people look at me, they're like, oh, you're thin and whatever. Yeah, you know what? Like, first of all, I look great naked and I'm just gonna throw it out there. And the reason I'm saying that is because I remember someone, uh, I just wanna make sure that I haven't even looked at this live stream. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just assuming that we're good to go. So, and obviously you guys would hopefully tell me if I'm shitting the bed right now, you know, the volume or whatever's not working. However, uh, was, oh, so with health is that you have to get to a place where your, your body, by the way, look at Africans that are still in their tribal, that are still hunting in hunter-gatherers in Africa. Okay, they're not big, bulky, big people. You know, we put all of that weight on. And by the way, is that healthy weight? Is that, is that, is that natural weight? Or is that like what I was in college when I played rugby? That was, I was probably 30 pounds heavier. I don't have any photos of it, but I was, a, I was a jacked guy. I was putting up 225 on the bench multiple times. And it was all fake bullshit, prosthetic, or just fake protein. And it was not good for me and I probably ripped up my insides, and I then started not taking protein, and then I started losing weight, and then I was like, okay, maybe that's not my natural size, but when you see hunter-gatherers in Africa, though that's the size we should be, okay? We put on all this extra weight, so yes, I, first of all, I'm probably faster, I'll, I'll say it, I'm faster than most people, I'm definitely faster than you, Chris, unless you run track. Uh, I'm very strong for how I look, I am very flexible because, and, and I'm saying this now because I can confidently say that because I took care of my mindset, then I took care of my nutrition, and now I'm taking care of my, my fitness. You can't do it all at once. You can't just do meditating, waking up, nutrition, going to the gym. You'll never do any of it like I did and I failed for many years. I ate sugar for way too long with coffee and that was like my diet. I don't even want to think about those times, but that's what it was. I don't even count calories. Calories is bullshit, okay? I'll just throw it out there. It's not that it's bullshit, but there's healthy calories and there's unhealthy calories. Just like there's healthy fat and unhealthy fat. Just like there's healthy carbs and there's unhealthy carbs. Just like there's there's so many different types of fat. There's trans fat, which is very bad, and then there's healthy fat within meat, and then there's healthy fat within nuts, okay? So I have healthy fats. There's healthy fats that you need for your brain. Okay, we came from this massive just bullshit study of the 50s where instead of putting sugar as the devil, we publicized that fat is bad, okay? Fat within milk, all right, I don't know. Depends because it's sort of healthy, but it's not really healthy. But fat within other things like potato chips and everything else, clearly that's not healthy because we just made that shit up. It started from a potato, but it then became some fucking made up thing. 
All right, so I don't count calories, okay? What I count is what I eat. I look at it and I say, is there meat? Is there dairy? Is there sugar? That's the way I look at it. And then I know I'm extremely, I have this. This is an expensive watch. This is the Garmin S5X Felix, or the, I don't even know. But I have everything. It tracks sleep, it tracks steps, it tracks walking. And it also does heartbeat, okay? Heartbeat is the most expensive, or not most, I honestly, you should look at your heartbeat, okay? Only get a watch that does your heartbeat and it's accurate heartbeat, okay? Heartbeat is everything. Look into, oh, you know, it's when, by the way, that sigh, the sigh that I just did is not good, okay? You need to do a sigh that is, ah. So that's one of the criticisms that, uh, see, watch what you say. Criticism is a bad word. Feedback, constructive feedback that I would have for Gary Vaynerchuk is that when he sighs and sighs, S-I-G-H, when he sighs, he goes, ah, which is bad because that means you're releasing cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone. If you go, ah, that means you're releasing one of the four good ones, EDSO, endorphins, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin. By the way, I didn't think of that. Obviously, it's very brilliant people, but I got Edso from Simon Sinek. Obviously, start with why, Leaders Eat Last. Highly recommend those books, Simon Sinek. So here we go. Chris L continues it. He goes, also, top five health books in your opinion. You know, I really started getting serious into health because of two reasons. Number one, I, it, that needs to be your base, honestly. It needs to be your base. And you need, to, you need to hang out with healthy people. You need to follow healthy people. I don't follow the Kardashians. I don't follow people that entertain me. I would say the only ones that I get entertained, and this is on Instagram, obviously. <laughs> By the way, Instagram is the top. You have to just get that sorted out. You, 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 Instagram is everything. And by the way, Instagram, people call it your brand. I stole this from Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk said, it's just your personality. That's really what it is. It's not your personal brand. It's your personality online. <laughs> That's really what it is. You know, you're just, if you're a dick, you're just going to post about political and religious things or you're going to just be negative or, or take from people, do you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, like, shut your mouth. So... I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh, health. Number one is you have to get your health in order for a multitude of reasons that I'm going to bring up right now. Number one is your energy. If you don't have energy, you're, not, you're fucked. You're not going to play with your kids. You're not going to be able to have sex. You're not going to have the best spouse. You're not going to have the best partner. You're going to be sitting down like I am. I need to stand up and get the blood flowing again. You know, this is, so in New York City, this is something interesting. In a lot of the girls and guys, because we sit down, so say this is a chair. I don't, I, let's go to the live stream, make sure. So, here we go. So say this is this is the chair right here, and we sit like this, okay? So this is obviously our legs, and we sit like this. But we put so much pressure on our quads that the circulation, and by the way, this is based on absolutely no study, but what I've noticed is that from the hip up, women and men, they look fine, they're healthy, but in the summer, you'll notice when people are wearing shorts and skirts and things like that, is that there's, and I started thinking about it, I said their legs are fat, and there's no definition, they have big, they have big calves and big fat legs, and I'm like, like unhealthy, and it jiggles, there's a lot of cellulite there, and I'm like, or, or cellulose, whatever the veins, and I'm like, that's disgusting. You should not be having that at 30 years old. Okay, so then I started saying they're not active. Then I started thinking about it a little bit more. I said, 
Okay, they're not active, but what are they during the day? They're probably not going to the gym, but what happens is when you sit down for a while, you put so much pressure here on your legs that I'm now putting my legs up. Highly recommend you do the same, is that you stand up every 45 minutes to get the blood flowing because you put so much pressure here on the veins, on the veins that actually, that go down to your legs. So you have so much blood, excess blood down here that there's no circulation that goes up. I have no idea if that made any sense. However, just think about, there's a book out there, Sitting, Sitting Kills, Standing, I don't know, just look up Sitting Kills is the name of one of the books. And so right now, I'm gonna look up my, my heart rate, which is 91. It's obviously high, because I'm talking and I'm enthusiastic and things like that, but it, 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 the highest, and then it goes, you know, I, you probably can't see it, um, whatever. But on here, it shows 49. So I looked up 40, I wanna be in the 40s, and 49 was actually a resting heart rate. That was after I woke up. I think that was after I woke up, which is really good. Yeah, it says the last four hours, and I've been awake for at least four hours. So that means my resting heart rate, sitting down while awake, was 49. That is an athlete's, an actual pro athlete's heart rate, which I wanna be in. Why? Because that means right now I could be however long into the live stream, almost an hour into the live stream, live stream. There's no editing, there's nothing. I always have to be on entertaining you guys. Energy equals enthusiasm. That equals sales. That equals leadership. That equals marketing. That equals personal brand. That equals smiling. That equals beyond that, you have better skin, better health, better mental clarity, better everything, you're thinking better, you have more drive, you have more motivation, you have to get your health in order. It gives you more confidence for taking off your clothes, whether it's with a spouse, whether it's with a partner, whether it's at the beach, whether it's wearing tighter clothes right now. The reason that I wear tighter jeans and, and fitted suits is because I'm confident in my figure, okay? It's taken me, uh, what am I, 32? I think I'm 30, 31, 32, I'm 32. I don't even know. Why? Because I don't want to think about myself getting older. I, one, of, one of my buddies yesterday texted me, he like blew out his ankle when he was playing basketball. And it was the first time that he was actually active. This guy used to run marathons and New York City Marathon. I think he's done it three or four times. I don't want to be that person. When I age, there's people at the gym. I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. The guy is 50 going on 87, okay? I want to be that guy that's 70 at the gym, that's still putting up weight, that's still flexible, that's still, there's this guy, this, this black guy that is just like the guy that I wanna be. Like he, that's what I'm saying. It's like fuck color or gender or anything else. Like when someone says, you know, and I'll just get into this really quick. You know, someone was talking about it and I know it's gonna be an uncomfortable thing. That's why I had to adjust myself. But they, Katie Couric was, in, was interviewing, uh, what's her name? Judge Judy. And Judge, Judge Judy, you could say whatever. The woman on the show, obviously he, she's ridiculous and everything else, but that's for TV. On the interview, she was, she's very intelligent. She's very socially acute and just laser beat. She's just really good at being able to articulate her answers. So Katie Couric said, as a fellow feminist, did you feel it hard making it up in the law firm predominantly dominated at the top by males or, you know, especially when you become a judge where the majority are males? And what's her name came back with one of the most brilliant answers. I, myself, I don't look, I, I just say, how do you treat people? How are you? Like color, gender, size, you know, shape, whatever. It's like, I look at the picture, okay? So Judge Judy came back and she said, I don't see myself as a feminist. 
okay? And I was actually talking about it with my sister. My sister, she rose to like number 48 in California for under assets under management because she, she entered meetings where it was all guys and she said she entered the meeting as a professional, not as a woman professional. So this guy who at the gym, I'm talking with him, he's 49, shredded, amazing life. His, all three of his kids have scholarships. They're all studying like ridiculous subjects that are way over my head. He literally is living the dream, okay? So I look at someone like that and he's flexible, he's jacked, he could kick the shit out of me and he's 49 and he, I thought he was like 40, but he looks amazing. So that's why I wanna have it. So not only your skin, your clarity, everything like that. That's why I pay attention. So look at people, there's a book out there, Brain Grain. Highly recommend, that's where you start. There's a couple other good ones. All right, continuing on. Charles, how do you find, how can someone find his purpose? I don't know what to do with my life. Okay, that's not good. Um, number one is, what do you like to do? What do you like to do? Do you like to have sex? Do you like to play video games? Do you like to read books? You like to watch, clearly because you're watching, I don't know who's watching, but maybe you're still watching, it just has a number seven, so I'm assuming. But what do you like to do, okay? And I understand where you're coming from. So I had no purpose, I don't know how old you are, but I had no purpose for 22 years of my life. I'll just go into it. The first 10 years of my life, I was a really cool kid. The second 10 years, I, became uh, a partier and I was doing some really bad things. You know, I just, you know, I was stealing, I was, you know, drinking, I was smoking cigarettes for a couple of years, like 12 and 13 because I thought it was cool. I was just not a good kid. Then I started like getting sort of my life in order, but not really, cause I wasn't good at school. I wasn't really accepted, but I was really good at caddying, carrying clubs. And I just tried a ton of shit. I was a waiter at a place at I-95 in Pennsylvania, in York, Pennsylvania, when I was at college and I had to take a bus to the diner. I was a waiter at the Olive Garden. I was in marketing, I did accounting, I did, or not accounting, I'm sorry, I did electric, uh, HVAC engineering. I did uh, door-to-door sales where I sold Cutco knives. I had an online company, I, I had an eBay business. I went right out of college into, well, I first started in Olive Garden. I graduated college. That really made my parents proud that I graduated college a semester late. (laughs) And I just was a total mess. But the thing is, I played party poker. I made money from all these things, okay? But the thing was, I tried a ton of shit. You have to try a ton of shit. Or what you have to understand is, read about a, a bunch of shit, and then say, okay, I kind of like this, but you have to actually finish it out. There's a book out there called Grit. And what the woman tells her kids, I forgot the name of the author, if, if Chris London or Chris L is still watching, you'll probably uh, correct me right now. But what she said is her daughter, I think it was eight, and she's like, mom, I don't want to do soccer anymore. She goes, you signed up, you wanted to do soccer, you have to finish out the season. But that's the thing is that that lesson is not that she's finishing out the season, it's that she chose to do something. You have to finish it out, okay? You can't just quit. That's, that's what you can't do. If you like a subject, you actually have to finish out the class. Don't, if you wanna go to class and you're like, oh, I'm really into marketing, finish out the semester. Maybe you don't have to go into marketing as your specialty, but finish out the semester, finish out the internship. That's what I had to do. I didn't really like HVAC engineering. A, because it was insane. I get paid pretty well, but it was insane. And 
I had a, I finished out my my internship, and I was like, okay, I know that I don't want to do this. Then I said, okay, what do I like to do? Sales. Okay, I like working at the Olive Garden, not because of the pay, because it was shit. I don't like the diner. I was making forty dollars for the whole day, but I like talking to people. Okay, I like talking to people. There, I'm interested in real estate. I literally quit my job in finance. By the way, that was the job I had, so I was in finance before getting into real estate. And I and I said, okay, I'm gonna just try it. But I had two and a half months, three months, say just say three months, so it sounds better or whatever. Three months of income or savings, I should say, three months of savings. What just literally got my license? I was like, I'm gonna try it out. Then I was like, oh fuck, I actually like this. So that's the thing is that you have to try a bunch of shit. Okay, your purpose is not just gonna come to you. It's not like, oh, that's my purpose. I'm gonna be Jesus Christ and start a religion, and then from there, two thousand years later, just. You know, like that's not going to happen. Okay. For me, it took me, when did I start real estate? 24 years old. Okay. So I don't know how old you are, but try a bunch of stuff. Read about a bunch of stuff. Okay. Chris L. Um, so black beans, tomatoes, tortilla chips, and a, what about dinner for salad? How big are the salads? Maybe an Insta post with them this week. Olive oil. Um, yeah. So the dressing is everything. Okay. He, uh, Chris is talking about what I was talking about before with the, the salad. I won't go into too much detail. If you go to Chopped Salad, that's where I go. It's outside. No, I'm not getting paid for this. Uh, chopped Salad, it's called a Mexicali Vegan. And I substitute because, uh, what is it? What are the, the little things? So I, I substitute jalapeno peppers because uh, you shouldn't have that uh, a whole scoop of jalapeno peppers. Peppers are good, but not a whole scoop because it's it's hot. It rips up your insides and things like that. But I, I substitute jalapeno peppers for, uh, I forgot the name of the freaking thing, but it has very high in fiber. So two things. Number one is I want carbs for energy, fat for my brain, and fiber so it fills me up, okay? Because if I don't have fiber and I just have salad, that means I'm gonna be hungry and then between lunch and dinner, I'm gonna get something shitty. And something shitty is like a cookie, okay? And I'm saying that because that's how I used to do it. And then I would maybe get a latte and then that has milk and then I would break out. So I'm like, okay, how do I make this to survive till dinner, okay? I look at it every single day as something totally different, okay? If I know I have a ridiculous class in the morning like CrossFit or hot athletic yoga, I'm already thin enough and I already am gonna be drenched in sweat, so I need to get carbs the night before. It's like going on a 50 or 100 mile bike ride is that I need to get healthy carbs. So I'll get healthy carbs the night before. So if you looked up chopped salad, Mexicali vegan, I substitute the jalapenos for freaking, I forgot the name of it, but you know, We'll continue it, but I'll do an Instagram post about it. Sorry for all the questions. I was just trying to get a nutrition on point. Health is the foundation of everything. Yes, it is. It's why I'm so annoyed at my family. Listen, I'll, I'll go into that. That I understand where you're coming from, okay? So my family, it, I went to my first Tony Robbins event in 2009, and I don't know how many people are watching, probably one or two. Oh, seven, okay. Thank you guys for watching. That's awesome. I actually really like this, this interaction. I really, really, truly do, because I'm freaking on right now, like on like Donkey Kong. And all I had this morning was, I was out with my sister, I had coffee and like, uh, like a little thin slice of olive oil cake, or not even cake, it was like a crumb thing. It was like half of it. But I usually, right now I'm getting really hungry. I could feel my hands tingling and whatever. So that means I'm gonna go down and chop salad is open. I'm gonna go there, I get it loaded up. Actually, that's it. Right after this, I'll post. 
about it. So Chris or anyone that's watching, go to my Instagram and I'm gonna have an Instagram story. People actually like my Instagram stories better than my posts, but going into that is that I went to my first Tony Robbins event in 2009 and I'll, you guys probably already know the story is that they pitched it in May this sales guy came into our real estate office and obviously they go to real estate companies because that's where people want to self-develop, I guess, you know, real estate offices. So they pitched in May. It was like an $800 product. I didn't have the money. I put it on a credit card and the event was in November. So from May to November, I'm thinking about this. I'm like, fuck, I need this money back because I can't pay rent. I literally was going into the negative. I've given Chase so many overdraft fees. It's crazy back in the day. And I called them and I, and I tried to put on every excuse. I need the money because my family needs health. I can't pay bills. And they said, no, 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 no. And they've heard this before. So this is what they said. I had to go to the event in November. So I couldn't even get the money to pay rent. I think I, I don't even know how I, I paid rent through November. By the way, this is when I was in real estate and I was not making any money. I was probably making whatever, like what ridiculously low amounts of money. 15,000, 20,000 for the year, for the whole year, $1,000 a month, which sounds like a lot, but when you're in New York City and you are 24, 25 and you have a life that's no money. But I went to the event and essentially that was my first event and it was, it flipped my entire mindset around. And I went to the event with full intentions to take my money. So they said, you have to go to the first day, you have to check in, go to the entire first day, then lunch during the second day, it's a four day event, lunch during the second day, you can go to the customer service. And I remember this vividly standing at the customer service table and the woman says, and I explained to her, I want to refund. We're going over it. Why do you want to refund? You're not getting any value. And I said, yeah, I sort of am. And I just remember sitting there and saying, you know what? I'm going to stay. And, and it was the greatest decision. So that's a perfect example. Someone above this said, okay, well, how do I find my purpose in life? I don't know what to do with my life. Okay. Well, number one is grit. Go read the fucking book, Grit, because if you can't stick something out, I almost, if I, if I left that Tony Robbins event, I would be in a totally different spot. That's a decision where someone says, what's a decision in your life that you, thank God you made, thank God I made that decision because on Sunday, they started talking about health and I had no concept of health, none, nothing. My concept of health was from my family, an Irish family that drank and ate like shit and way too much meat and potatoes. Just, there's two types of food, okay? There is acidic, which is terrible, and that's how you get cancer and disease and inflammation and fat and laziness and everything. And then there's alkaline. Alkaline is greens. And there's a whole thing online. If you look it up, alkaline, it's the pH scale. It's, I think, zero to 14. And seven is the baseline. And 14 is greens. And zero, by the way, zero is not only acid, but it's your mind, stress and jealousy. And there's a couple other things. So not only is food on there, but your mindset is on there. I, I hope I just blew your freaking mind right there. So. I went home and I, I just, just unleashed on my family and they're like, okay, you're drinking Kool-Aid, you need to calm down, you need to stop. All my friends are like, okay, you're, you went off the deep end, you need to stop, I don't care that alcohol does this to you or meat does this to you or whatever. And then I said, then someone three or four years later, I went three or four years just hitting brick walls, just brick walls. And, and then three or four years later, someone said something that may change you. And someone actually had a question about that. And Angela Duckworth, thank you, Chris. And Angela Duckworth was the uh, author of Grit. And they said, be the change. And obviously, everyone's heard of it now because you guys are way smarter than I am. 
but be the change you want to see in other people. And I remember thinking, why is my dad not changing? Why is my mom not changing? Why are the people around me not changing? Why are my friends not changing? Because you have the fixed mindset or growth mindset. That's, that's literally what it is. And if you have a growth mindset, that means you can change. If you have a fixed mindset, that means circumstances around you, where you were born, who you are, the color, your language, your country, your city, your education, your familiar status, your partner, everything. Like you can't change your partner. You can't change your anything. Like you, you can't change. That's insane to me. That's insane. So I then started cutting off anything that I said, but then I started posting about the facts about your skin. Your skin is literally the canvas for what's going on in your life. I've never had, thank God, that whether you believe in God or not, I don't give a shit. Um, and obviously someone's going to be like, Charles, do you believe in God? Um, <laughs> but thank God my mom instilled that medication is not good. And she got it from her mom. So literally everything coming down the funnel to you was from someone that was way back in the day from that education to now, okay? We've come a long way on every, in every area of your life. So, all right, so there you go. So don't get annoyed at them. I know you said annoyed. Also look at, and obviously this is just feedback, just look at the things that you say in a sentence because if it's in your mind, you think about the words annoyed or stressed or whatever, and I know I've mentioned it today, I don't even want those, those things in my mind. I don't care about entertainment, I don't care about Justin Bieber, I don't care about the Kardashians, I don't look at their stuff, I don't follow their stuff, I don't, I don't wanna get entertained by them, I don't care about Us Weekly, politics, I don't care about that. And I know, you're, Charles, don't you wanna know? What, know there was a bomb explosion or there was a killing or whatever? Like, yeah, of course, I live in New York City, what is it, two weeks ago, and, and I city bike. And this guy literally drove onto the city bike lane and just mowed down, I, I think, eight or nine people and just, and just freaking murdered them. And what am I gonna do? Not city bike, there's this girl I go to the gym with. She's a lovely girl, and, and I love hanging out with her because she really pushes me. And that's the thing is that you can't look at genders, and by gen male or female, I don't know anything beyond that. You know, there's, you, you don't know the gender, whatever, I don't know. I, I, I haven't done any research on it, but male and female. Is that people, they're like, I don't like guys for a certain reason. Like, you, what? This girl, I love hanging out with girls, and I like hanging out with guys, because they're, guys, I'm very competitive with. Girls, they are just free and open, and they motivate me. A, because they're beautiful to look at, because I'm a guy. <laughs> but the one girl, she came into the gym and she's like, you shouldn't city bike and whatever. And I city bike every single morning from the gym. I have my habit. I city bike. Um, I live on 4th Street. My gym is on 41st Street, so is my company. So that's what, 37 blocks on a city bike. The city bike, I think, is like a 35-pound bike. I have my gym bag. It's cold out. And that's where I get my grit, my masculinity. That's where I just love it. There's, there's a, a book. I could actually just pull it up on my thing right now. Oh, it looks like there's two live streams. Sorry about that, guys, on uh, subscriptions. However, there's a book by my buddy texted. This is why you need to hang out with people like me or you in the city that you live in because he texted me. It's called Walt Whitman's Guide to, and obviously if you're, you're a guy, I don't know. There you go. Well, I could put it in focus, but Walt Whitman's Guide to manual, ma Manly Health and Training. And like, look at that photo. I don't know if you could put that in focus. Look at, the, look at that photo. That's just a man right there. All right, let's put me back in focus. All right, cool. So moving on. 
hopefully people are still watching 115 minutes. <laughs> That's crazy. So as a guy, you should read the book. Uh, what's his name? I've already mentioned it a couple of times. The Way of the Superior Man. There's a couple other books out there. If you're a man, even if you're a woman, there's another book out there. Uh, Way of Superior Man, also by Mark Manson called Women. And that was it. I wasn't good at picking up a girl because, or at least getting in relationships. Okay, so going on to Ronnie. Okay, Chris L. Chris L., I love it. You're blowing up the chat. Encourage change, but it's so important that I, why I feel it's one issue I have to persist with them about. Listen, I don't know the circumstance, and I just want to make sure. Okay, yeah, I'm in focus. There we go. Wow, this is sick. I hope this is really clear for you guys. So Ronnie... Uh, he says, oh, I skipped it. Or how, how do you differentiate between vision and desire? So desire is things that you want, that you, you are emotionally attached to. Vision is something that you see happening if you have faith. Okay, that's actually really good. Let me say that again. Vision is something that you see happening because you have faith. Okay, I, I have faith that I'm one day going to be a public speaker for me. You know, my vision, let's see if you could see it. My vision, oh, you can't see it. Okay, I'll, I'll move the, the camera. I think I can move the camera. Okay, well, my vision is behind me. Maybe I could pull it up on my, my, uh, my screen. Actually, I can. My vision is that I, sorry about that. Here, let's move the live screen. I'll move the live. So this is my vision right here. That is a full floor at Hudson Yards. Okay. So a full floor at Hudson Yards. And that's my vision. Okay. So my vision is, that's really cool. I did that. <laughs> I'm super excited about that. But that's my vision. My vision is that I have faith and actually I can, I won't rip it down, but I'm looking at something right now, my 2016 map, 2026 map. So I have vision. That's something you have faith in actually doing. A desire is something that you're emotionally attached to that you want or you desire. It could be a car. It could be a relationship. It could be kids. It could be something. A vision is more your legacy. Desire is more like, here's the best way to say it, is that you have a destination in life. Okay. What's her name actually brought this up brilliantly. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, TR's wife, TR, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt brought this up. One of the best quotes I ever heard in my life. And she said, you get on this train in life, and you probably already heard me talk about this. You get on this train in life and you, you want to go somewhere. It could be anywhere. You want to go somewhere and you want to get there so bad. You get on the train and you, you're going and going and going and going and going and going and you get there and you say, wow. And you safely reach that destination which is actually an elderly age. And she's talking about regret. And she says, it's not about the destination, but it's about the stations, the train stations along the way. It's about the regrets, or I'm sorry, it's about the bankruptcies or the failures or the happiness or the kids or the marriage or starting your business. It's about the little stations in between. So your vision, I feel, is your legacy. It's your, your living or your born and your death. And then it's all the things afterwards. But the little stations along the way, the little station could be Tony Robbins' uh, salesperson pitching me. Okay, that's a station along my life that 
I did not expect, but I'm super blessed that that guy was persistent and just said, you need to do this. All right, continuing on. All right, Fearless, okay, so he, uh, Chris L continues, he goes, you should check out Fearless, M-U, I don't know what that is. He's a vegan YouTuber who's in his 50s and ripped. Thank you so much, I am. I don't have a pen and paper around, but I'm gonna write that down. Uh, or shoot me a message on Instagram, at Botenston, so you guys can see the salad that I'm gonna be doing. Before, Raheem, hopefully I said your name. Uh, you once published an ebook, 10 Years of Self-Development. I know, I sort of did. It's actually right here. I don't know if you could see it, but yeah, this is pages of, here you go, number 66. Imagine the end goal and act today like you're already there. You know, that's from Bob Proctor. So these are things that I put down. Ryan Holiday also does this. If he thinks, he reads a book and he thinks about it and he goes, holy cow, that's really good. For the example, I was reading a book today. It's called Sales EQ, so emotion, Emotional Intelligence or E or whatever the heck it is, EI, I don't know. But in there, great book. He also wrote a book called Fanatical Prospecting. But I'm at a point in my life where I'm really fine-tuning things, okay? So I, I went to see Ryan Serhant yesterday. He's the guy on Million Dollar Listing. He wasn't really that good at teaching. But in there, I went there and I already have the macro things. I just need to dial it down. In the book, I, there's this small little thing, which is when you make a sales call, always have an appointment scheduled. So I never do that. So that's, I'm really good, I'm already starting the sales calls, I, I'm already persistent, I already can get an appointment, but when I go on the appointment, always have a next appointment, always have an action step. So, this is the book, but act as if is from Bob Proctor, and he said, act as if, as in, act as if you're jacked, act as if you're brilliant, or you're wealthy, act as if you already have everything right now. How confident would you be? How confident if you walk around, I actually start doing this now, that I'm getting recognized. Okay, I'm not, no one's recognizing me, but I'm acting as if. Do you understand the confidence? Even right now, I put, I just, I feel it in my body. I feel act as if. So you walk into a place and people recognize you. They don't, or recognize it. They feel the aura, they feel the energy. And there is energy. Everything is energy, which is what I was talking about before. So can we get your ebook? Okay, that was the next question. I think I have it, I should have it. Um, yeah, that's actually a good idea. I was actually gonna make, since I'm really not gonna talk about it, and I'm gonna be doing live streams, because I was, I was always thinking of like content, but whatever. Um, yeah, I'll make, it, I'll make it available, and I'll think of a way to actually do it. Probably icharles.com. I'm really happy about the website.com, but my website is shit right now. So thank you for your feedback. I'm 16 years old. Holy shit, bro, you're 16? Dude, at 16, I had a girl, that I wrote her a card at 16. No, I was actually dating uh, another girl. But right before that, this girl, I wrote her a card. She got sick, wrote her a card and because she was sick and she never got back to me. And I was like, what the hell was that? I wrote her a card, wished her, and this is obviously back in the day before social media and things like that and cell phones. But I wrote her a card, or maybe cell phones were just coming around. Wrote her a card, never got back to me. And then I started thinking like, I gotta get this whole girl thing handled because she didn't even, I called her on the phone because to her house and her dad used to play for the New York Rangers. Imagine that, you pick up and her dad fucking answers. Hey, is your daughter Laura there? Oh, and uh, yeah, so 16, just try as much shit as you can. I was caddying at the time in the summers. So grit, you know, there's little things in my life that now I know. 
So we'll continue it. I want to be a millionaire. Okay, so Charles, do you know what the odds of you being alive? Yeah, it's like 400 trillion to zero. Yeah, you, you really need to start doing some research into just the blessedness of your life that you're able to actually watch a live stream right now. I had to do, I had to read books. I didn't have audiobook. I couldn't speed up a video on YouTube and things like that. All right, we'll continue. Uh, after, or I'll continue with this, but I am pressured by my parents to choose a career path. Listen, your parents came from a totally different generation, okay? They came from a generation that they needed to stick to the one thing that, you know, not to talk about the Gary Keller, but there's one thing you need to do every single day. But uh, there's one path that your parents used to stick to. My dad had to, t had to take over his parents' business as, a, as an accountant. My mom was a teacher for 26 years. She w didn't have the blessings that we have today. Like she couldn't go from teaching to starting her own business because they didn't have the money. They also didn't have the mindset because it was instilled in them. That's why education is going nowhere. Education is gonna get disrupted SAP, SAP, A-S-A-P. It is happening and it needs to because people like me and people like you that ha we need to focus on something. There's an amazing book, Good to Great by, what's his name? I was gonna say Phil Collins. Phil Collins is the freaking, I was gonna say Chris Collins. Something Collins. And I know Chris L is gonna look it up and, and tell me right now. However, they, they came out with that book, Good to Great, unbelievable book, and, and they actually instilled in that where they took, oh, okay, you like sports? We're gonna put you into the classroom where other people like sports. Oh, you like to code? You're gonna be going into the classroom. And they tried it out at like three or four different school districts, and those kids, they talked the, the exact same way, so their nerdiness came out if they wanted to program, or they liked app development, or they wanted to be an actor, all those people, and then guess what? By the end of the semester, they were only like 10 or 11 years old, by the end of the semester or school year or whatever you want to, they went like, they had an exponential growth because they weren't, they weren't surrounded by, here's an athlete, and here's an actor, and here's someone that likes app development, here's someone that likes to public speak, or whatever the hell, kids like doing and they're all surrounded by miscellaneous people which is like a classroom which is good because there's diversity diversity by the way is good okay diversity is necessary because you need to be that renegade that person in your family that black sheep so you can't convince someone you can only be that person and this is the the three phases i got this from grant cardone number one is they're gonna they're gonna criticize you at first they're gonna criticize they're gonna question you and they're going to say this is ridiculous then they're going to hate it because you stick with it they're going to hate me because i'm saying greens are better than sugar milk is not good have iced tea instead of coffee have water instead of uh tea you know tea isn't is good and everything else but it gives you kidney stones because look it up the oxidation within your blood system and whatnot however be the change so you're going to first get criticism then you're going to get hatred because you're actually sticking with it don't you don't need to convince anyone then they're actually going to accept it and then the fourth and last thing which you want to get to i know i said there's three but the fourth and thing you want to get to is just the regard of wow I see that he's getting healthier, he's getting smarter, he's getting better, or whatever, whatever you choose. So if you want to go with nutrition, or you, so nutrition is health and energy and vitality in your skin and things like that. Obviously, if you go into fitness, that's all about your body, and they're like, holy cow, if they see you getting more energetic, or, they, or you want to start saving money, they will start seeing that, and they say, okay, now he's actually saving money, he's getting wealthier, he's buying things, I, I should actually do that. Then they'll actually love you.
It's the same thing with the Kardashians. They question it, then they hate it, then they accept it, and now they're like, they obviously still have haters, but they will then love you. And there's a lot of people that love them because they have, what, 90 or 100 million, 100 million people following. That's insane. That's insane. All right, so we'll just end on this. I think that's, that's it. I appreciate all the comments. Um, I want to be a millionaire. And that's by Skinny Jeans. What I'll, I'll just end on this is that always ask the question, why? Why do you want to be a millionaire? Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? Why do you want to start your own company? Why, do you, why are you into self-development? Why, why do you want to change your parents? Why do you want to change your friends? Why do you want to change? Why do you want to be someone else? You know, the, because if you don't question that, you'll never, when it gets really, really hard, when you're hungover or tired and you don't want to get out of bed, or you don't want you want to hit snooze, or you don't want to go to the gym, or you just had a fight with your spouse you, or your partner, and you just say, you know what, that's it, I want to break up. Why are you actually dating them? Why do you want to be a millionaire? Why do you want to have change in someone? Is it because you want it for yourself? Is there selfish reasons involved that you want to change your parents so they become better? So you, it, it, you know, for me, is that I said, okay, you know what, if I can't change them. I want to be that change. They see it and now they actually, my dad's going to the gym. He's 80 something years old. He's going to the gym. So I, I'm, I'm just blessed with that. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is obviously the live Q&A. It's known as 1% Better. Follow me on Instagram at Botenston. If you guys have any questions, leave it in the comments below. I can't believe that. I literally went an hour and a half live. That's crazy. And it's 110, I'm starving right now. I already pretty much went through my, my quarter gallon and I'll drink a gallon at least today because I'm just using a lot of energy. So have an awesome day, talk to you guys soon. If you have any questions and then follow me because I'm gonna be taking a picture just for Chris on my salad. So have an awesome day, talk to you guys soon.